Uh, over the past couple of days, there's been a lot of conversation, obviously, about Bismarck's budget. I'm going somewhere with this, so I want to start here. Do you know how big Bismarck's budget is? You know, we're approximately about a $50 million budget. Um, the biggest story is not necessarily the budget, but where that money's going and the debt that we've accrued. So, and I'll get to that in a moment, but I want to go to this, because obviously it's, it's a $50 million roughly general fund budget, about a $200 million total budget, and that, that's a good size business. I think one, one of the things that people want to know in Bismarck is, hey, what is it about Steve Bach and, and or his past that you can point to that can give people in Bismarck confidence that, hey, I can manage a $200 million budget? Well, I've been a business owner. Um, I currently have a business. I have a private consulting business. Uh, I've been involved on the management side uh, and some ownership side of multiple businesses over my many, many years. Uh, you know, that's the credentials from the business perspective that I bring to the table. Um, and the management skill set that I think I bring to the table is, to me, the most valuable part, and that seems to be a missing part in uh, our current uh, city administration. And what do you mean by that specifically? I, I think there's some failings within city government. Um, from a leadership perspective, when you start breaking down some of the key things for leadership, um, communication's a big one of them. Uh, we've got a deaf ear when it comes to listening to taxpayers. Um, there's not that voice that's being heard by the elected officials and my opponent. Um, when you have situations where the voters say no on something and yet it's done anyway, um, it's either a lack of communications or a lack of we don't care. Uh, either way, it's not a good leadership model uh, to be moving forward for the city of Bismarck. Well, it's not the direction we need to go. And I don't have the list here right in front of me, but as you know, uh, Mayor Seminary put an ad out in the Bismarck Tribune on Sunday, and some, would, some could say, hey, that obviously demonstrates leadership. Everyone's saying to do this, I'm doing something else. And right now, Bismarck's you know, one of the top cities to live in. I mean, again, I don't have the list in front of me, but there was a lot of uh, nice things, if you will, that Bismarck has been doing up to this point. The city of Bismarck is a beautiful city and we've got a beautiful amenities because of who we are and where we are. Um, when you go through that list, the things that my opponent touts are no different than filling out a credit app. Um, hey, you're one of the top cities to live in. You're one of the top cities for this. You're one of the top cities for that. That's no different than filling out a credit app and then they check boxes. Um, it's like my opponent likes to tout Moody's. Um, we fired Moody's as a state, uh, but yet he hangs his hat on that. Bears and Stearns fired Moody's um, or about six months prior to Bears and Stearns going bankruptcy, Moody had given them a, an but, exemplary rating. But I think that, um, that's, but that's what I want to get at. So you're saying, what do you tout? It's like a credit app. Well, when they go through your credit, they determine, obviously, hey, am I going to be able to qualify for this house or this vehicle or whatnot? And so if they're running it like a credit app, it would show that Bismarck is qualifying for a lot of good things. In other words, it's got a pretty high credit rating. But you also have to look at, at the cost of that credit rating. We're $223 million in debt. And my opponent likes to say that there's good debt. At the end of the day, my tax dollars have to pay that off. My tax dollars have to pay that interest. So is there good debt? That's the question. And that's one of the questions I think that the voters are going to have to answer for themselves on Tuesday.
Okay, so you're, you're talking about there's a lot of debt. There's some budget challenges right now within uh, the city. As you know, Mr. Seminary proposed 5% budget cuts. So let's go there. Do you agree that there should be 5% budget cuts? Should there be even more cuts or no cuts? It depends on where they're at. Uh, we're going to have to tighten our belt, plain and simple, because we're going to have to pay down that $223 million in debt. Now, to do that is going to take t belt tightening. I've been saying since the beginning of this campaign, the lack of communication, lack of leadership within our city leadership um, doesn't allow for us to have better communications, cross communications, and have departments working well with each other. We have a lot of room for efficiency. When we can get those efficiencies hammered out, that's probably going to take care of 5% or a little bit more. Um, you know, I recall a time uh, my opponent said, hey, we're going to take away your snow gates. We're going to take away this. It's, it's not about reducing city services. And, and for heaven's sakes, the last thing I want to do is see our hardworking city employees be let go to balance a budget. That's not going to happen under my watch. But what we are going to do is we are going to cross-promote. We are going to get efficient. We are going to be able to communicate better. And we're going to have a better working relationship with the leadership of city departments and our city employees. So all and those, that's going to pay dividends for, for the taxpayers. All those things obviously sound good, um, but also there's an election less than a week away. So let's talk specifics because oftentimes after an election, there's all this you know conversation, but not a lot of actions. So let's get into some specific actions. You become mayor, you say, hey, Chris, I'm for at least 5% budget cuts, or we've got to tighten our belt. Give me two or three specific things you're going to do uh, to make cuts for the city of Bismarck. Well, first of all, one of the things I want to do is I want to bring in an external audit, um, both a That's performance and financial audit. Well, one of the things the state is tasked with, with the state auditor's department, is auditing uh, political subs. That's not an expense. We can't figure out where to plug the holes because apparently after four or five years wait, wait, wait. of exponential growth and prosperity. Steve, excuse me, sir. So you're saying that you would yes, pull sir. in the state auditor to audit the city of Bismarck. So you're asking me, the people in Fargo, to pay for Bismarck's audit? Absolutely. That's one of the things that they're tasked Why for. Why should I pay for your J audit? Just like if the city... If the city of Fargo wants to have an audit as well, they can ask for one also. And you're okay paying for Fargo's audit? Yeah. That's one of the things the state auditor's position is tasked with. Now, what I will say is, what's the cost benefit versus having an audit provided by an outside consulting firm? Because when I look at the budget and we'll look at the landscape of Bismarck or Fargo or many cities across the state, when you start looking at what's spent on private consultants, what's spent on engineering firms, what's spent on a lot of things that are needed to be added into the city. Um, when we have qualified people within the city that aren't being tasked with those, those duties, I, I think that the state audit makes a heck of a lot more sense than going to a private consulting firm to do it. But so I guess that's what I'm getting at. What I'm asking is, where would Steve Bakken make those cuts? And you're saying, hey, Chris, I'm going to deflect and bring in an otter. I want to know from you, and just for time's sake now, give me one or two things that Steve Bakken would cut. First of all, we need to get efficient. And, and that's where I think a lot of those cuts are going to come from. Second of all, start eliminating uh, the excess. We've got a, a current system. give me specifics, system. Steve. I understand that. Efficiencies, and but give me 
two, just two. You got you got a two hundred million dollar budget, okay? Overall, it's a fifty million dollar general. Right. So give me two things. You go, Chris. Here's are two things that I would cut in the budget. You know, I haven't poured through the budget myself, and and that's actually Steve Marquardt's portfolio. Um, and I would look forward to sitting down with Commissioner Marquardt and running through some of those budgets and his departmentary. Um, so let me ask you this, sir, you because know, you saw my interview. Until I look through that budget. You saw my interview last night with Mayor Seminary. He said, hey, Chris, the budget's not part of my portfolio. If you became mayor, would you make the budget part of your portfolio? No, I don't think that's the purvey of the mayor um, because we have very qualified people and a very qualified commissioner who has that part of his portfolio. Um, I don't want to pick and choose what uh, are my favorite parts of the portfolio are. Um, you know, Steve Marquardt's done an exemplary job with that. Um, Keith Hunky has worked with um, but, but can we back up Commissioner Marquardt I, for I, that. I don't, I don't know Steve Marquardt's background or how long he's been with the city, but you're saying, hey, Chris, he's done an exemplary job, but just a few minutes ago you said we're $220 million in debt. So which one is it? He's only had the budget for, uh, portfolio for two years. Okay, so where, what has he done over the last two years? You would say that's exemplary. Well, he, he's controlled what, where some of that spending has gone. He's uh, pared down that budget. We're, we've gotten to be running a little bit leaner than, uh, um, than where he was okay. uh, when he came in to take over that portfolio. I mean, it, it all takes time, and it takes uh, uh, time to get a handle of things. Speaking and, you know, we're going to have some growing pains as well. I'm going to have some growing pains as mayor. Speaking of time, sir, for time's sake, I want to get through two quick things as well because I have had people reach out to me about some personal things for Steve Bach, and we'll start with the first one here. In 2005, uh, you filed for bankruptcy. What's the story there? Um, I lived in Grand Forks in 1997, like I'm sure quite a few people in the Red River Valley and Bismarck in 2011 um, are familiar with flooding events. Um, the only problem was I tried to pay my bills longer than everybody else, and uh, uh, Eventually, they got the best of me, but uh, that was a direct result of the flood in uh, two, uh, 1997. All right, 2013, cited for a DUI, driving under the influence. Uh, has it happened since? What's the conversation around that? Um, actually, the story with that is I had two drinks with clients in Fargo and uh, had not been feeling well for a while and subsequently uh, came to find out that I had cancer. And that was a lot of the impetus of, of that situation. Um, it's been remedied medically, and I've got a clean bill of health from my oncologist. To be fair to you and Mayor Seminary, I gave him 30 seconds last night to tell us why we should vote for him. Why should the people of Bismarck vote for Steve Bakken? Um, the reason I think that I'm running is the reason to vote for me. I love this city. I'm passionate about the city of Bismarck, and it's about making Bismarck the best Bismarck it can become. Um, We've got a waterfront that's undeveloped for the most part that I'd like to see get done. That's going to take a fair and equitable business climate and an opportunity for private development to come in that's fair and equitable, uh, plain and simple. Um, and we need to have the taxpayers have a voice. Uh, we've got situations where they're not listened to. If you live in the city of Bismarck and you're a resident of Bismarck, you have a voice and you have a right to be heard. And Tuesday's election will be about taking our city back. Steve Bakken, thank you for the time, sir. Good luck this week. I know there's early voting, and good luck on Tuesday. I know that we will talk again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chris.